You're listening to the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower black women to overcome their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey, y'all. So I did a thing. I actually did two things. Um, I took two ideas that God gave me and I wrote them down. I have created a digital downloadable e-guide to starting your own podcast it is called using the power of your voice I took my lessons and the things that I've done and how I got started and how I got to this place and I put them down and I wrote them for you to be able to start your journey so if you've been listening to me and during this time you've said you know what I really want to start a podcast God's put it on my heart or I have something I need to say but I really don't know where to start this is where you start I have created the starting point for you so if if that's what you've been waiting for there it is you can go right to the website and you can pick it up the other thing that I um, wrote was a prompting journal um, I, y'all hear me all the time saying that I journal and I do a lot what I have learned is that through this process I've had to go through different areas of my life to be able to kind of just break down the walls so the prompting journal goes through self-doubt it goes through insecurities it goes fear anxiety releasing control peace and then um, continuing the journey so if you feel like that you are in a place where you need to um, really dig deep and just try to um, break those barriers and the things that you have and you really want to overcome your fears doubts and insecurities here's another starting point I advise that you get the prayer journal and you really use that intentionally whether it takes you six weeks or six months it really allows you to be able to reflect on what it is that God is calling you to do without um, any distractions or anything and their intentional questions about you your purpose and your journey so go to the website www.feliciawallace.com click products and you will find them there Nova Walton Marriott is an author empowerment career coach and founder of Higher Self LLC. Nova founded Higher Self as a means of fostering creative latitude. She released a motivational memoir where she takes readers on an intimate and powerful journey through her past and outlines her navigation to a profound sense of freedom and accountability. Join us as we discuss her journey behind the business. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Ms. Nova Walton Marriott. How are you, Ms. Nova? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so we are here to talk about taking your life back and just really using our life lessons and the things that we've gone through to be able to um, get back to who we are and what it is that we want to do this uh Everybody knows who listens to the show, Slaying Self Doubt is a Journey. We all, it shows up differently in um, everybody and in different ways. So before we get um, to talking about how we can take steps to take our life back, I want to know a little bit more about you and like how you just got started on on your own journey to taking your life back. Well, um, I I definitely come from a tumultuous um, upbringing. I was raised by my grandmother and um, lived in a dysfunctional environment for the for the greater part of my life. Um, I wasn't without love. Um, she was very loving, um, very supportive, uh, sacrificed a lot to take care of me. But we didn't, of course, come from a lot of money. Um, we went through struggles. Um, there was addiction in the home mm. and, um, you know, some abuse and 
you know, there were just some obstacles that I had to overcome um, coming up. Um, of course, that adversely affected just my outlook on life, my outlook on myself, my self-esteem, um, just from the trauma alone. The turning point for me happened in um, about 2016. My marriage broke up um, just under some very um, devastating circumstances. And it sent me spiraling into such a terrible depression that I sat there like that for about three years. Mm. During that time, I worked, did what I needed to do, of course, remain responsible, you know, in taking care of, of home and doing the things that I needed to do. But I was totally out of commission. I would come home from work, lay down and go to sleep. Wow. And, you know, I withdrew. I pushed family away. I pushed friends away. I just didn't want to deal with anything or anybody. Um, I didn't want to open my eyes because I was in so much pain. Yeah. But what it did for me, the positive thing it did for me is it, it enforced that I face myself. Mm. You know, after a while, I got sick of sitting in, in, um, in a stupor and pitying myself. So I decided to seek intervention. So I started going to acupuncture. I started going to see a life coach, doing yoga, just doing anything that could reverse my energy because my energy was so low. Yeah. And in the course of me seeing this life coach, she encouraged me to start journaling with my hand, basically writing with a pen. She mm. told me your energy flows a lot differently when you write with a pen. And she was right. Yeah. So I started writing my feelings down and started learning a lot about myself. And before you know it, I had this manuscript, this, you know, this memoir. Um, you know, I, I learned so many things about myself that I didn't even realize was going on. Journaling jogged my memory in, in a lot of ways. Mm. And um, what was last year, I would say about October, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, friend of mine for over 26 years. I told her about this, this manuscript that I was in the process of trying to write a book. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, you know, you know, I've written books and I'm trying to get a publishing company off the ground. I can help you with that. I said, oh, okay. You know, so we started to discuss it more and she helped me to get where I needed to be. But first she referred me to an editor sent my, my um, manuscript to the editor. She read it. She tore it apart. <laughs> and she, she came back and said, you know, um, reading your book, she, I cried. I rooted for you. I laughed. Um, she said, your book is going to help the person that cries himself to sleep every night. Mm. If I could offer any feedback, I would say you need to give more. Wow. At first I said more, you know, I, I'm giving, I'm giving all I got, you know, I, I, in, in my mind, I had written everything down that I, that I needed to write down. Yeah. And she said, no, she said, there's some areas that are still very vague. So I went back and I started to read this book over and over, you know, incessantly. And as I read, it jogged my memory. So I started to add more Then, you know, places where I had been very vague. I started to expand. And before mm. you know it, I ended up with 167 pages wow. of content. Writing that book basically enforced that I faced myself. I couldn't have written it with that intensity if I wasn't honest with myself. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't easy because now I'm learning stuff about myself that I really don't want to face. Yeah. Now I'm facing things that, that um, 
are ugly, things that I had been encouraged to hide in my upbringing, things that I had been told that, you know, not to talk about. Wow. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. You know, I grew up, I grew up avoiding, not addressing. Yeah. I grew up suppressing and withdrawing and um, moving in fight or flight. I, I didn't grow up handling my trauma, yeah. dealing with my trauma. So it was very new for me to be in a space where I had to actually sit and deal with my trauma. Yeah. So that's what the book did for me. The book saved my life. Wow. It saved my life. And it opened up the door for me to start to coach and mentor others and um, impart my knowledge on other people so they can start to heal as well. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, that is, it, there's so much power in our stories that um, we don't realize it, um, how we show up, especially when we're like, depending on what part of your story you're willing to tell, you show up differently or um, you have, like you were saying, like the maybe the places that you were being vague, like you have this mask where you're pretending like that area either is, is okay, that you're fine in that area or it didn't really exist. But when you do the work to really say like, okay, this thing happened, this is a part of me, but it's just a part of my story. Uh, it, it definitely is very much so so, um, like a rebirth, it, which it sounds like to me was, it's just like you became, you know, literally a better person, a re- better version of yourself. So as yes. you were going through this whole process, I could imagine that there's, you know, a lot of things going through your mind. How did uh, self-doubt, how did self-doubt show up in your journey? Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self-Doubt family today at www.feliciawallace.com. That's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com. Well, um, you know, as I made the decision to um, start to coach people, Mm-hmm. and to open up um, a business and to even sell the book for that matter. I needed to check myself. I needed to look within to make sure that I was doing the work because yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I didn't want to give off this motivation, you know, sell this motivational memoir, start this business and begin advertising services. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't being true to myself, you know, I had to, there were times that I had to really backtrack and just be reflective because, you know, I'm a work in progress. I don't, I don't get it right every day. Mm. You know, there's certainly days that I still feel sorry for myself. There are certainly days that um, I feel like I could regress. Mm. You know, we all go through stressful situations where, you know, we, we don't, um, we don't want to be strong. Yeah. I, I guess you can say. So I just needed to kind of power through, you know, the self-doubt, but just be introspective and and check myself just really really look at myself to make sure that I was on the right path before I started to become a vessel for other people yeah I think that's important because um people people watch you even if they say they're not watching you you know the people who are are following you and following your journey they want to see how you show up every day and I think you know it's important for us to show up as our most authentic selves all the time because like you said we all are a work in progress nothing happens overnight you're not going to have great days every single day you're not going to every day is also not going to be bad right like there's just it's it's a kind of like a little roller coaster and depending on what's going on whether it's um happened to you indirectly you know um all of those things it it 
we just react to whatever is happening. And so when people, I think that in order for there to be a connection, you have to be you. When people see phony and fake all the time, right? They can see right through all of that. Um, but the reason why people resonate with you is that because they can see you in, like they see themselves in you and then they, what they're able to see is that, okay, she did the work to be able to get herself out of this and to be able to grow from her situation. That means that I can do it as well. And right. um, that's a, that that's the whole goal right when you're when we're doing this work is to show people that you have a, you have a choice too you have a choice to you know um be better and do better but it starts with you it has nothing to do with anybody else around you um it's it's all on you so what have you learned about yourself doing this journey that you didn't know before um i definitely feel like i've become a whole lot more self-aware mm. Um, I feel like as I heal and um, confront these these demons, mm-hmm. I'm not as angry anymore. Mm. So that has helped me to become a lot more emotionally intelligent. And um, the biggest thing that I've learned is I have options in life because a lot of times um, growing up, I felt stuck in certain situations. I felt like I had no other option but to be there. Wow. But I realized that I really have a lot more power and a lot more control you know, in my life than I thought I did. Yeah. And, you know, I realized that there's always an option. There's always a different option. And if, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, if you're in a situation that's not um, faring well for you, mm-hmm. that you have the option to seek things to change that. Yeah. So that's the biggest lesson that I've learned that I've, that I've, that I have options. Yeah, that I think that's important um, because sometimes depending on the situation that we, you feel like that's the only, sometimes you feel like the situation you're in, you either deserve that or this is, like you said, this is the, you don't have any option. And so you, you make yourself believe that this is the only choice that I have. Um, right. And we do the best that we can, you know, in some situations that may, that they may very well be the case. I think when you think about kids, like, you know, with their kids, you, you, you're not, you, you don't have any control over the family that you're born into. And so when certain things happen, when you're a child, yeah, you, you don't have as many options as you do as an adult. Right. But once you grow up and you're able to make different choices, you have the choice to decide whether or not you're going to continue down the path that may have been given to you or choose a different option. Um, because you want you want something different you know um it's so interesting my girlfriends and I we were just talking um a couple of days ago and we were just talking about like generational stuff and um I was saying that like I think at some point it becomes a choice right because you get to an age where I think you know better and then you decide whether or not you want to continue down the same path that the rest of your family has. I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter what that looks like, whether it's, you know, um, toxic relationships, whether it's unhealthy living, you know, financial responsibility, all of those things, they show up in a, a lot of people's family history. And at some point in time, we have, we have the decision, we have the choice to make a different decision. And sometimes we do. 
sometimes we don't. Um, and I think that it's important for us to have the self-awareness about what it is that we want for ourselves. So I definitely commend you for being able to take all of that and make a, d- a different decision for yourself because you want it different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you, you wanted to get out of your, your space. You want, like you did the work to change your energy because you knew that's not where you wanted to stay. Um, so as we talk about, like, you know, you write in this, I, I journal a lot too. So I definitely agree with you that it's different when you type in versus writing. Um, it's very, very therapeutic. You sometimes I get to writing and I don't even realize what I'm writing, right? Because it's just emotions. It's just all come, but you just feel a release because now it's on paper and now it's out and it's not in your head. It's not in your heart. It's just, it's there that's it mm-hmm. um so it's tangible as, now yeah it's the right exactly um so as you were writing this book and you're writing your story um i can imagine initially it wasn't for anybody else it was for yourself um, right so tell me about that journey of actually making the decision to put it out there for other people because that's a scary thing right like when I started this podcast one of the things that I was just like well what if if I tell my story if I say what it is that you know I've gone through the thing the choices I've made or whatever the case may be like you know people will be looking at me they will be judging (laughs) they will think this way you know um and that that in itself is just like a scary thing so how did you get to the point where you were able to say okay you know what this has to get out for other people to read. Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Well, okay, as I as I was journaling, when I first started, it was much like what you just described, just words all over the, a page. Mm-hmm. You know, I write emotions down. It could be one word, um, anger, you know, just whatever I was feeling that day. And after a while, I started developing paragraphs. Hmm. And as I developed paragraphs and I started getting all of this stuff off of me, I started having, I guess you could say, realizations about some things. Hmm. Um, Realizations about my parents, realizations about just anybody in life that has hurt me. Hmm. I started to realize that, you know, the offenses were about them, not about me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that people do their best, mm-hmm. you know, and it may not meet our standards, but they, they really, they do their best. And um, I went to my father and basically, you know, told him that, you know, I want you to know that um, I understand that, you know, your actions back then were not about me. You know, it's about what you were going through. And I just want you to know I forgive you. Mm. And um, I know you, I know you did your best. And he said, you know, wow, you know, because it's kind of out of the blue, you know, he really didn't expect it. Right. I also went back to a couple of people and said the same thing to them. And they were taken aback because, you know, like I said, they didn't expect it. So when I speak, when I was speaking to my dad, he said, you know, you should write a book because, you know, I think that you have something important to say. That was the first seed that was planted. Mm. And I just kept journaling. You know, I, I wasn't really messing with the idea too tough. But as I ended up with more and more, written down and I started reading back what I was writing. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, if I share this with people, first of all, it could help people. Second of all, I can turn a negative to a positive. That's another thing that I learned from the life coach to reframe your thoughts, Mm, to reframe your, your experiences. You know, if you go through a negative experience, find the positive in it, find the good in it, because there's a lesson. There's something good in every experience that you have. Absolutely. And, um, 
I said, you know, I could take this and turn it into something positive. So it doesn't have to be, I was a victim, yeah. you know, it could turn into, I went through these experiences so I could become my better self and I could help people become their better selves. You know, my experiences don't have to be in vain. I can take this and, and share it with others, you know, and who cares what people think about what I've been through yeah, or the, or the bad choices that I've made. You know, I know that when making bad choices, my intentions were good. Mm-hmm. I know that I was operating in a very warped, um, sense of self and sense of loyalty. And I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, I've never moved out of malice toward anybody. Um, I, I was of the most detriment probably to myself. Mm. So, um, you know, why not, why not step out there? And when I did make the decision to turn this journal into a book and share it with as many people as I could reach, mm-hmm. it set me free. Wow. It set me free. I, I felt like I was not in a position to put up any more facades. I felt like I didn't have to um, walk around in shame anymore. Yeah. I felt like um, people holding things against me or people um, holding my, my mistakes over my head, they couldn't, they couldn't do that any longer because mm-hmm. now it's out, I'm free. You can say what you wanna say. You can, you can put me down, you can badger me, you can talk about me behind my back, yeah. but none of it can affect me because I came and I told everybody, the things I've done, yeah. the things I've experienced, I told them myself. So I'm no longer in bondage. Yeah. And that was, to, that was big for me. That was really, really big for me. That is, yeah, that is powerful. It's like I said in the beginning, like telling your own story reduces the, um, the impact, right. That it has on you because it's almost like, I mean, if I'm telling it, then I'm, I'm, I, it, I'm okay with it. Right. right. Um, and it allows you to forgive yourself. It allows you to forgive the um, the people that were connected to you, but you have to do, it's a scary thing, no? <laughs> like to have to do it is scary because you, you know, you, you don't know how it's going to impact other people. But when you get those messages and those people who are telling you, thank you for saying that and thank you for speaking up because it allows them to be able to, tell their own story is you know that you you know that you have to keep going so um congratulations to you again thank you so so what does it mean to take your life back what does it mean to take my life back forgive just work toward forgiveness every single day it's not easy but work toward forgiveness every single day walk in authenticity uh fight fear see the positive in every situation that you go through um, stop being a victim and start seeking purpose. Uh, as you, and look, as you're saying all this, I'm writing them down. I'm like, these are good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what else? Um, taking your life back, seek, seek knowledge. Um, never stop learning. Um, surround yourself with positive people Mm -hmm. and people that you can learn from. Yeah. I would I would equate all of that to taking your life back. Yeah, that um that you you those actually so my my next two questions were that and what are the steps, right? So you you basically <laughs> gave us the steps to being able to do it. Um one of the biggest things that I know a lot of people struggle with um and you know it's difficult but and and I've had I've shared on here before that it it it's still a struggle of mine but I've I've, I've been doing it. Um forgiveness um, 
Let's talk about that because I think that sometimes people think that forgiveness means that the other person or yourself, whoever you need to forgive, whether it's another person or yourself, like it didn't do it, like, like they didn't pay for whatever they did, right? Or they didn't um, learn anything from the situation. When you went through your process of forgiving, what, what, what was your intention for yourself and also for the other person or even for yourself um, in, in your forgiveness journey? Honestly, with, with the whole concept of forgiveness, um, you know, I just, I look at it like this. And, and, you know, this is in any literature that you would be able to read on forgiveness as well. Um, forgiveness is, is really for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when people do things to you, when people put you through stuff, they move on with life. They don't sit and dwell on the fact that they turned your life upside down. Right. Now, I'm not to say that they don't feel remorse, you know, that there aren't people out here that feel remorse. However, the one that suffers the most from unforgiveness is you. Mm, yeah. Because you, you let that anger take control of your life. You let that anger dictate every move that you make. Yeah. It becomes exhausting after a while. You know, I walked around in fight or flight for the greater part of my life. I was easily triggered. Um, I could experience with some, something with someone that reminded me of something somebody closer to me did mm-hmm. and it would trigger me off. You know, I just didn't like the ugliness that I was exuding because I was hurt. Yeah. So I made a conscious decision to start trying to tap into another space in my heart and learn how to forgive the people that had wronged me. I also realized that, um, like I said, forgiveness is a choice and um, I may not ever get an apology from certain people. Yeah. I used to think that I couldn't forgive somebody unless they apologize or unless they, ato- unless, unless they atoned for what they did. Yeah. I can absolutely forgive them. I don't have to speak to them. I don't have to have a relationship. I don't have mm-hmm. to have them in my life. But for my own greater good, I do need to forgive them because if I don't forgive, then it, it kind of cuts off the space that allows me to, to allow positive people in my life. Yeah. You know, I, I'm always going to look at people sideways because of what other people did to me. And like I said, I'm a work in progress because I don't, I'm not a hundred percent with that. You know, there's still parts of me that are very skeptical mm-hmm. of people that, um, you know, that might start somebody off with an F instead of an A right? Um, <laughs> because, you know, I've been through some things and I don't want to go through that pain anymore. Right. And if, if, if I feel like somebody could potentially put me through that, then I, you know, I kind of, there's a process that I have to go through before I let them in. I'm very focused on just finding forgiveness for anybody that has ever done me wrong. Because when I tell you the burden of walking around angry at people mm. was too heavy. Mm. It was too heavy. And it was the reason, well, part of the reason why I couldn't get my head off the pillow mm. for all of those years. Yeah. You know, I, um, that and the fact that I, um, allowed my cup to be emptied by people. Yeah. I allowed myself to become depleted and I didn't have anything left to pick myself up when I went through those trying times. But unforgiveness was part of it. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness is part of it because it's like a full-time job trying to maintain that. Yeah, yes. It you takes know? a whole lot of work to stay angry at somebody. Yeah. And, and then if you, like, out of sight, out of mind, you don't see them, and then you see them again, then you got to bring yourself back to that place to exactly. make yourself angry all over again so you can remember, yeah. why we mad at them? Oh, yeah. I yeah. And then you got all that energy that you could have just, like, 
it's a, yeah, it's a lot of energy, bro. It is. Yeah. Walking in unforgiveness is a job. It's a job. And it's, it's, it's almost like you're triggering yourself. Yeah. 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 It's counterproductive. You're, You're triggering yourself all over again when you can just move forward and chalk it up to experience and, you know, forgive the person. And, you know, unless you see them making a change worthy of allowing it back in your space, stay away from them. So they are not able to do it again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Bottom line. Absolutely. So let's talk about your uh, services and coaching. So you do quite a bit of coaching um, for individuals, parents, couples, all of that stuff. So what, um, what services do you offer? Do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together? The Slaying Self-Doubt Apparel and Accessory Line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them. Click the link in the show notes to start shopping today. Right now I'm running a, um, an empowerment coaching program. It's a group coaching program okay. called, um, it's through my company, Higher Self LLC, and it's called the Take Your Life Back coaching group coaching program. It has uh, six modules, uh, parental foundation, forgiveness, grief, ego, letting things go, and trauma. And when I tell you the progress that I'm seeing these young ladies make, it is um, phenomenal. Nice. It's phenomenal. And it's rewarding for me to be able to help them, you know, jump over these hurdles yeah. because I'm listening to some of them talk and I'm reminded of myself. Yeah. I'm reminded of times that I was that angry. I'm reminded of times that I felt that low. Yeah. I'm reminded of times that I, that my self-esteem was in that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's humbling. It's very humbling. And it's a reminder to always keep myself in a space where, um, I can ensure that I never go back there again. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, um, I'm doing that right now. Um, my business is fairly new. I started it, um, December of last year. Congratulations. And thank you so much. I'm also working on, I've written actually a coaching book mm-hmm. to accompany my book. So nice. I have a, yeah, I have a coaching, a coaching workbook. So that should be published probably in about another month or two. I'm hoping to use that for more extensive coaching in the future. Yeah. You're just moving and shaking, girl. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. But this, guess what? This is a part of, this This was the, it was necessary, right? For yes. all the things in order for you to be able to get here because your story, your journey, everything you're doing is healing somebody else. Like you go and ain't going through this, uh, going through your your group um group study i'm sure it's it's continuing the healing process right because healing isn't just like healed right you you continue to do it because other things will come up and other things will come up in your life that could be a trigger to something else right and so when we have those things like it's a reminder like dang you know this happened before like you said you automatically give people an f before you give them an a because you like you know that's just it's in you and it's not intentional that that we're like that but that's just the way we are so with this process and being able to watch other women um, be able to like let down their wall and forgive themselves and be able to do the necessarily work necessary work to be able to walk into their own healing continues to heal us because we know that our work and our story is resonating in somebody else to be able to um, be bigger than us right and so it's not 
it's not meant for us specifically. It is always like our work is meant to be able to help other people. So that is, that's a great, 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 great thing. Um, what I was interested about when you were saying what the, the sixth module was, was, um, I don't know if y'all have already gone through this, but the ego part, tell me a little mm. bit about that. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, before I do each coaching session, I do a curriculum. You know, I come to each session prepared mm-hmm. and basically I give them theoretical information about ego. And then we start to discuss times that they let their ego get out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the unique, um, one unique thing about my program as well. I share a lot too. Yeah. I don't go and say, listen, I'm listening to you. Tell me all about yourself. Right. And I'm not telling you anything about myself. <laughs> right. I share with them as well because I want them to know that I'm human. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that we're all in this together. I'm not above anybody. You know, let's work together to meet a common goal. Yeah. You know, they help me just as much as I help them. Yeah. And, um, but you know, with the ego piece, you know, we, I'm just bringing to people's, people's attention that a lot of times, we shoot ourselves in the foot because we move according to ego. We deal with a lot of pride. We let our pride get in the way. And that causes us not to make positive and um, this positive decisions for our lives. Yeah. You know, sometimes we know we're making the wrong decision. We go and we make the wrong decision anyway because we're letting our ego get in the way. You know, I, I know that my spirit is telling me not to do this, but I want to do it. Right. I want to yeah. do it because it feels good to me right now. Yeah. I'm not looking at the the long-term repercussions that's going to come behind that you know my my spirit is trying to tell me what those long-term repercussions are Mm -hmm. throwing throwing Mm -hmm. red flags up left and right but right now walking right past them (laughs) exactly and the now i feel good yeah so i'm gonna let my ego get in the way and i'm gonna do what i want to do and then it crashes and burns in the future so you know i'm just a lot of times we don't think that we have an ego issue I love the fact that a lot like your the the way this is set up is very self-reflective because I believe that you know a lot of times um as I've kind of been doing this for a little while like when talking to other people who have not actually gone through the journey themselves um which is completely natural because that's just what we do and it's somebody else's fault right um and so um I also do group studies and at the beginning of every group I tell them um this has nothing to do with anybody else but you this ain't about your Mm -hmm. mother your father your baby father your auntie your uncle your sister it don't matter I don't care how they show up in your story this is not about them so don't bring them here they are not here you are here so Mm -hmm. everything that you that we talk about um, is going to go back to you and if you're not willing to do the work you might as well just go ahead and exit stage left right now because I'm going to challenge every single thing that you say because it's about you because if you are here if we we want to do the work we have no control of the, uh, um whether or not the other person who is a part of our story who may have done the offense we have no we have no control over whether or not they want to do the work but you like you were talking about with forgiveness you can't let that stop you you yeah. can't let that stop you from being everything that God has designed you to be because that person is not ready to apologize or that person is not ready to admit what they did. 
if you you can wait all day long, they may never do it. What does that what is that gonna do for you? So I like that. That's why when I saw ego, I was like, huh, I wonder what that's about. Like, but once you kind of broke it down, it's like, yeah, we get in our own way because we want what we want, or we feel like we deserve something in return for whatever happened or whatever we did and so some of that is taking our own responsibility about the actions that we've done to others and even to ourselves want to connect with me before the next episode drops come follow me on instagram and facebook at slaying self-doubt i can't wait to meet you i tell my group members all the time that i'm you know well from the beginning i told them listen i'm gonna stretch you there's gonna be times that you're going to be angry there might be times that you might want to, might not want to come back. Yeah. Um, and I'm always going to throw it back in your lap. Just like you said, I'm always going to throw it back in your lap because this is your coaching. Yeah. This is your changing. This is your healing. Mm-hmm. It is not about anybody else, but you. Yeah. It's not about anybody else, but you. I tell them that all the time. We cannot control what other people have done. Mm-hmm. You know, I just posted a, uh, um, a quote the other day on social media. The only toxic relationship I ever had is the one I had with myself. Mm. Everyone else was just a reflection of that. Wow. And I found that to be really, really um, profound because um, we don't realize how much us being unhealed mm-hmm. dictates who we allow in our life, yeah. how we live our life. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't realize how much that directly affects everything that happens yeah. you know, as we're trying to move forward in life. You have to deal with your stuff. You have to deal with your stuff. You can't, you can't use drugs. You can't mm-hmm. suppress it. You can't put it on the back burner and come back for it later. Yeah. You have to deal with it head on because you will never progress past that point. People don't realize that as you experience trauma, it, it stunts your growth. Yeah. It stunts your growth mentally. Um, it messes up your lung capacity as you experience trauma. Mm. I learned that from taking yoga. Who would have thought? Wow. Because you know, yoga is all about the breath. Yeah, yeah. As we, as we experience trauma and stress in our lives, our lung capacity shortens by the, by the second. Mm, so, I could believe that because your 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 breathing is not as um, deep anymore. You're having mm-hmm. it's more it's quick it's more quick, right? Yeah, it's labored. It's yeah, yeah more labor, and you're it, it's like because you're it's like your body is always kind of in a in a panic, always in like this thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Like now that you yeah. say that, like and then when you take a moment to just like most people think that they can't. Like I can't have no, you know, I can't deep breath. I can't hold my breath. But if you actually just like release your mind and let yourself do it, because I used to be like that. Like I can't do no yoga. It's way too much. Um, but I've been doing it lately. And I'm like, oh, I feel so much better after mm-hmm. after doing that. You know, you feel so much more relaxed. And most of it is just breathing. I mean, minus yeah. the poses and all that stuff. But most of it is breathing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story and just really um, being transparent. You know, this exactly what you're what you've done is one of the things that is the reason why this podcast was started to be able to have people to share their journeys because um i'm telling my story but my story is mine right and it looks different from everybody else's and so i really you know wanted to be able to in this season share other people's stories so that people who are listening to this show know that they're not alone and that it you can 
outgrow. You can, um, you can take your life back. You can slay yourself doubt. It's all a part of the journey. You just, we both are saying the same thing. You, you gotta be willing to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, we can talk till we blue in the face. It don't even matter. But you know, this is a way for us to be able to show up and um, help other people who are ready to start, you know, their journey. So how can people connect with you? I know you mentioned that you were on Instagram. I'll put all of this in the show notes, but show notes. It's called, um, it's www.hierselfself.com. And um, on, high, on the website, you'll be able to see my services. You'll have a direct link to my social media. You'll be able to order my book if you want to. Everything is right there on the website. Thank you so much. I truly, truly You're appreciate welcome. you being here. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Thank you for sharing yes. your story. Thank you for empowering other women to be their higher self. Hey, you Thank you. Right. I got <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya.